This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with Richard Crowell. And Crowley, the Formula 3s out at Morgan Park headlined another exciting Shannon's Nationals event. Yeah, they sure did, Craig. G'day. Uh, fantastic round of racing. And, you know, we, we spoke earlier this season about how tight the championship was. And after the first couple of rounds, we had a different points leader after every round. And it's just got even closer if that's if that was possible. But it, it has. We've got three drivers split by four points going into the final two rounds. Uh, Topsy-turvy weekend for all three of our leading contenders being uh, Mitch Evans, the young Kiwi, Ben Barker, the British driver, and the Australian uh, Tom Tweedy. So, uh, fantastic weekend of racing, and, gee, it's just an amazing championship fight that's going to go right down to the wire, as it has for the last couple of seasons now. So, very, very competitive. Now, a lot of people wouldn't know about the Morgan Park circuit because it's not uh, one that naturally comes to mind, but it's a, a fairly young circuit that has just continued to develop. Yeah, look, it actually, it, it's been around a long time. I think it's been around since the 60s, and it, it started out as a, a dirt circuit, uh, they then bitumised it. It was 600 metres long, so like a really club sort of sprint track. Um, but it's grown since then. They extended it. A couple of different track variations um, got put onto it. And uh, last year, the Shannon's Nationals visited it for the first time, and it was 2.2 kilometres. Um, a good, challenging little racetrack. Probably wouldn't want to run open wheelers there, and, and F3 wasn't there last year. But uh, produced some good racing with Porsche GT3 Carp and saloon cars and a couple of other categories like that. Um, but then this year they've they've uh, underwent a, a lot of reconstruction work. They've added 700 metres to the track, uh, four new corners, all of them very, very fast corners. So it's completely changed the character of the circuit and it's it's made it fantastic. It's a really good track, a little bit over 3Ks now. Average lap speed sort of about 150Ks an hour for a Formula 3 car, which makes it the third quickest track we go to. So, um, yeah, really good circuit. The Warwick community really embraces it really gets behind it and, um, you know, it's, it's a great thing. So, you know, we need more of these little tracks popping up over the place to, to grow the, the grassroots end of the sport and, you know, at some stage or another they can um, get to national level as well. Mm. And, of course, the Speed Week coverage of it just showed side-by-side racing at 220 kilometres an hour. Yeah, and, and uh, this weekend the um, F3 segment of that's on Speed Week at 12.30 and uh, we called that last week um, the wonders of post-produced television but... The racing, Craig, was unreal. Uh, for those who didn't read the releases or see the website, there was a great battle between Tom Tweedy and Chinese driver Zhang Shankui. They were side-by-side side down through the new section at 220 clicks, banging wheels in an open wheeler, which, as you well know from watching IndyCar racing for many, many years like I have, uh, it's not often a great thing. It doesn't often end well, but uh, they got away with it. But phenomenal racing, very, very close. Mm. And, of course, as you said, the uh, championship so tight at the front of the field. Ben Barker's third race has certainly secured him top spot as they go to round seven at Eastern Creek. Yeah, look, Ben's in the form of his career. He won at Malalahi, then carried that on to Morgan Park. Just got pipped for pole by 0.004 of a second. Closest margin in series history. Mitch Evans was awesome in qualifying, as he has been all year. Uh, Mitch looked to have race one shot to pieces. He got the best start, led them into turn one, but got a pretty contentious call for jumping the start. Um, that cost him, drove three, finished fifth in race one, third in race two, which Tom Tweedy won, and second in race three, which was won by Ben Barker. But, you know, the net result is that the title fight is now just super, super close. And, 
you know, full credit to Tom Tweedy in the older model car. Um, he's kept this fight alive. He won another race, took out race two, and he's riding contention for this title. Mm. And the big thing is he's already wrapped up the Nationals Championship and yeah. he can just concentrate on the outright Gold Star battle. Yeah, to be fair, the, the competition in national class this year hasn't been particularly strong. The depth hasn't been there. The the fight that he's been involved in is at, for the front at the Gold Star, and you know that was part of the reason this year why we changed the regs um, to allow the older model cars to score outright points. And boy, has it paid off because um, you know Tom's been right in the thick of the action, which is uh, which is fantastic. And you know he's done an awesome job this year. He drives the wheels off that car, and full credit to his team. A small operation. There's just the three of them working on the car. And uh, including Tom, and they're taking the fight up to Team BRM, a five-time championship-winning operation. Mm. And of course, Mitch Evans, who's been so quick, he's been looked after by Mark Webber. He's sitting just two points behind Tom Tweedy in third place, and he did miss a round to have that opportunity to go to Europe. Yeah, he did, and you've got to wonder how far in front he'd be had he rocked up at Simmons Plains. But you know, could have, should have, would have. Um, the fact is, he's third in the championship. Uh, the only person he can blame for that is himself and his opportunity for going to Europe. So he's done a remarkable job to even be in the fight. Mitch is a phenomenal talent, and his his skill crate comes over one lap, undoubtedly. He's phenomenal in qualifying. He's got pole in every qualifying session he started this season. So shows how strong he is. Uh, little mistakes starting to creep into the system. And off at Malala, alleged jump start. I don't think there was much in it, but hey, he got the penalty, has to live with it. Uh, at Morgan Park, so little mistakes. He's got to get rid of those little one percenters, but if he does, I don't think there's anyone that doubts that Mitch Evans is probably still the favourite for the championship, but Ben Barker really has stood up lately, and he's driving very, very well, and Tom Tweedy's a a threat as as well. Now, Formula 3 moves to Eastern Creek Raceway on the 11th and 12th of September, where this uh, fight comes down to its penultimate round. Yeah, two to go, Eastern Creek, then Sandown. So we continue our East Coast shootout, which we're running, which is sort of a a three-round series within a series. Uh, Eastern Creek's a great circuit for S3 cars. They average about 180 k's an hour a lap round there. Uh, Turn one, you've seen the corner, Craig. It's 240 k's an hour flat out, and we've seen cars side-by-side through there. It's a sight to behold. And uh, just running through some entry predictions today, it looks like we're going to have, you know, probably 11 to 13 cars on the grid, so a good field. Things really shaping up to a strong end for Formula 3 this year and, you know, some renowned hope, I guess, or renewed hope for the future of a very strong series. So, you know, it's going to be a great round. Anyone in the Sydney region or even down in Canberra or thereabouts head up and it should be a good weekend. Mm. Now, of course, uh, just in Shannon's Nationals news more generally because we don't have much time left, but uh, how was, one, the crowd and, two, the other support categories because we have seen economic, tough economic times and uh, it has affected a lot of tiers of motorsport. It has, but I record crowd at Warwick, no doubt. Uh, Probably the best Shannon's Nationals crowd we've ever had. Um, and it, uh, one analogy that I sort of pulled out uh, after a couple of uh, quiet beverages on the Saturday night, Craig, was that it was like the Clipsal 500 of the Shannon's Nationals. Um, the, the whole town got behind it. You know, it was on the front page of the Warwick Daily News, a small sort of country newspaper up there every day for about four days. Uh, we had good turnout, lots of punters strolling through the paddock, asking questions, taking photos, sitting in cars. It was great. And... and and they got good fields too. I mean, the average field size was about 20 cars. So for a circuit out in the middle of nowhere and a town, you know, two hours from uh, Brisbane and the Gold Coast and all the population base, uh, good entries and great racing too. So, um, yeah, very, very successful. There's no doubt we'll keep going back there. Uh, very, very successful place. And, you know, it's a chance for the Nationals to build an event 
instead of just a race meeting, which is, uh, as we've seen with the V8s, which is key. Yes, well, Richard, always a pleasure to have you on Inside Motorsport. Thanks, Craig. Always a, always a pleasure. Sandown Motor Raceway has just got a 10-year extension to its V8 supercar contract. Ben Beasley has the details. 2010 marks the 41st consecutive year that Sandown has hosted a round of touring cars, and now V8 supercars, at the Melbourne Suburban Circuit. Not since 1984 has the track undergone a major refurbishment. Now the Melbourne Racing Club will commit to a three-year track and facility improvement. And in return, V8 Supercar CEO Martin Whitaker was more than happy to sign off on a 10-year agreement. 10 years is a long time for an agreement, uh, but the nice thing is that they're putting their investment, they're putting their money where their mouth is, they're, they're investing in new, new facilities, refurbing the circuit, and we're going to have some great races here in the future. The Melbourne Racing Club's CEO, Alastair Robertson, is excited about the V8 deal, and the friendship has required plenty of give and take. Sometimes we have to make some accommodations for each other and, and to enable the Norton 360 to go ahead and to give it a prime spot we've actually moved one of our feature race meetings but it's working out perfectly and it's a great collaboration. Having guaranteed racing in suburban Melbourne has not been lost in the likes of Jim B Racing's Stephen Johnson. You know, really important for us to, uh, to come down to Melbourne. It's probably the closest track um, you know, to a city anywhere we go. Um, and generally, weather permitting, we get a massive crowd here. So, uh, you know, looking forward to the next 10 years. Along with the announcement of a sponsorship extension from computer antivirus software provider Norton 360, Sandown will also mark the sport's 50th anniversary, with it to become the Heritage Round. A number of stars and cars of yesterday set to play their part. It's something that excites Jack Daniel Racing's Rick Kelly. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed that they're focusing more on the past. I mean, our category in motorsport in Australia has got a fantastic history and so has this circuit. So um, I'm quite excited to see some of the old cars and see them involved in a, in a race weekend throughout our championship. The Norton 360 Sandown Challenge will be the penultimate round of this year's V8 Supercar Championship Series and will be held on the 19th to 21st of November. My thanks there to Ben Beasley and Richard Crail. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.